This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All righty, there he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you feeling, my man? Good I'm morning. Yourself. I'm trying to see what your, your hat says here. What's your hat? Miami something. It's an inter-Miami hat. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Not from Miami. Sorry, not a soccer person. Anti-soccer people. I'm not anti-soccer. I'm just not pro-soccer. There's a difference. Okay. All right. All right. So you hate it. All right. We understand. Can't stand it. You want it to go away. Okay. That's all right. Nope. I don't want it to go away. Some people enjoy it. More power to them. I, 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 I don't know if I misquoted you, but uh, earlier, you are the one that said last week that Aaron Rodgers would be the guy that thinks he can handle the media in New York and all that. You did. You, you were the one that said that. I said that last week. Like he's so that. arrogant that he would think he could go there and oh, no, I, I can handle them or something. Was it you last week that said that? Yep. That sounds like me. Yeah. Because it's funny because it seems like Derek Carr is now going to New Orleans. Right. So. The Raiders said that they're not really going for a quarterback this offseason because they don't feel they're a quarterback away, which, way to assess it, you are not. Uh, but anyway, um, so now if Derek's going there, you know, who's going to end up with the New York Jets now? Is it going to be Rodgers or is it going to be Garoppolo now, right? Because now their options are drying up here overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who else? Jameis Winston. Uh, they're running back with Zach Wilson. Who else? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, that's pretty much it. That, uh, no, by the they, way, if, if, if I'm, um, what's it called? Sean Payton. Yeah. I would sign Jameis Winston. As a backup to Russell Wilson? Yes. Did you see Jameis Winston's stats under under Sean Payton before you know everything was going? He it was like fifteen and three or fourteen and three, the touchdown to interception ratio or something like that. He was actually having some success with him, and so it's not going to cost you a lot of money. And obviously, you know you got cap issues there because you're paying Russell a lot of money. But just in case the Russell thing goes us awry. You got a guy kind of waiting in the wings. That would not be a bad destination, I think, for Sean and for um, for Jameis. Yeah, the only thing is that there's so many teams that have question marks at quarterback that I think Jameis Winston can put himself in a position, and I'm thinking like Washington, Carolina, Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta. I mean, there's Las Vegas, the Jets. There's so many teams that have question marks at quarterback. I kind of get the feeling Jameis Winston – could probably hold off and go someplace where you actually have some kind of a shot to start, which ain't happening. like the Washington one. That's pretty good on your part, dude. That's a good one there because they've got the new offensive coordinator there now. He's got a kind of – can you imagine he also is able to resurrect Winston's career and runs the offense? That would kind of be the breakthrough that he needs to kind of say, okay, no, no, that's the guy. Let's give him the head coaching job. 
you know, that kind of stuff. That's a and good they have talent on offense. At. It's not like they have talent on offense. They have some guys. Terry McLaurin's a yeah. hell of a, it's a hell of a wide receiver. I uh, love McLaurin, dude. He's an awesome receiver, bro. Awesome. Love the kid that. They kid. Drafted, the kid they drafted a running back whose name escapes me right now for some reasons. It's a nice player too. Yes. Uh, yes. Brian Robinson yes. is that his name? Yes, Robinson. Yes, that's him. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, he got shot too, right? Wasn't that the kid mm -hmm. that also got shot? Yeah, and he, and he came, came back. back from... um, yeah. That's a team. That's a team. They get good quarterback. I know, I know you're a big Tyler Heine Taylor Heineke guy. I'm not. Um, As a backup. As a backup. As okay. A backup. They, get, they get decent quarterback play. That's a team that can make some noise. Uh, yeah. 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 Talent. I'm not, I'm not, again, uh, I'm not a, I've never been a Dalton guy. But if you give him to me as a backup, I'm good with that. I think yeah. that that's kind of his role. You know what I mean? There are some guys that it's kind of like the, it's kind of like, um, I don't want Leslie Frazier or Wade Phillips as my head coach, but dude, you want to give them to me as my defensive coordinator? Mm -hmm. I'm in. Let's go. Yep. Bring it on, baby. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes sexier in other roles. That's all. No, there are a lot of guys like that who, who have been great coordinators uh, I'm, I might suggest Dave Juan said was a very good coordinator. He was not necessarily a great head coach. North Turner. North Turner. North Turner, I thought, did a terrific job here as an offensive coordinator. But do you want him really as a head coach? It's weird how it doesn't really, you know, jive, you know, overall. It's it's crazy. Well, I, I think I think the personality comes into play where, where if you're a coordinator, if you're like a brilliant X's and O's guy, or even if, if, even if brilliant's too strong a word, if you're a really, really good X's and O's guy, you can get away with having just that. If you're a head coach, you have to be able, you know, to lead a team in addition to being a good X's and O's guy. And some guys yeah, are just, no. just don't necessarily have the personality needed because there are certain traits that you have to have, and it may not be just it's not in your personality to be a leader right. of men. Right. Yeah. No, you're 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 a thousand percent right. Uh all right, so uh, a week uh, there at the Combine um, outside of, you know, terrific uh, garlic rolls at Kilroy's. What else did you learn? Uh, excellent Turkish place. A little off the beaten path. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what did I learn? Uh, I learned that once again, everybody's going to make too much of Combine performances. And I'm going to go back to Dan Campbell's statement when he spoke, where he talking about like, I'm going to go back to the tape instead of what guys do in pajamas. Having said that, it's really hard not to look at a guy like Anthony Richardson and not have your eyeballs pop out. I mean, completely freakish. And there, there was a comp that I saw before, like Josh Allen. And you can see it where sometimes the mechanics of throwing aren't there. That's why he was kind of inconsistent in college but he's also really tall, really fast and got a big arm. Um, and I don't know. I'm not that. And that's the thing. I mean, could he become that kind of guy? Um, not that we should be spending a lot of time talking about Anthony Richardson because he's not somebody. No, no, but, but no, I love, I love the conversation because uh, I, I think, you know, part of what I was going to piggyback on when, when you were talking about this was you got to make sure you have a exceptional QB coach. You better have somebody that truly understands yeah. quarterbacks yeah. because if he doesn't have a reputation of truly developing guys, then it's a waste 
to get a guy like Richardson because he's so raw. I think he really needs a real good QB coach to kind of get him to that place that you want, you know, the talent to reach the, 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 the quarterback play. No, and he's a, he's the kind of guy you, you you look at him and he screams at me. He could become Jamarcus Russell or he could become Josh Allen. You know, it could go there. I, I don't think this is a guy that's going to be like he's going to be a meddling kind of quarterback. He's either going to flop bad or he's going to be a big time player. Um, so that's one guy, that's one guy who stood out. I mean, there are a couple of things. This might be more Dolphin related. That if one of the issues with Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, who looks like he was a tackle basically with some receiving ability. One of the, the issues was, you know, what kind of rece- receiver could do you develop into in the NFL? I think him running the way he ran and make, even though it's one stupid little catch in, in a combine that that catch he made that made all of the social media. I mean, that's pretty sick stuff. Um, yeah. I like him actually in the second well, yeah. round. He's he one of those guys that I would take. A, I would take a chance on, on him and Tucker Craft is the other kid I like out of North Dakota State, actually. Oh, I I, I would love Tucker Craft because the guy was a complete trip. Uh, in his, in oh, his really? really? Yeah, beyond what he, what he has as a football player, and then by all accounts, he's a really good prospect who could be there at fifty-one. I'm not I'm not seeing Darnell Washington being there at fifty-one, but I got a I got a Gronkowski vibe from him personality-wise. Um, you're, talking about, you're, you're talking about Tucker now. I'm talking about Tucker Craft. He was talking about okay. like, you know, like tight ends are the, the best player. Ever. Everybody wants to be a tight end. And he was just, he was just very, very entertaining. Um, oh, that's one of my, that's one of my, my, my second round list is Darnell Washington, Tucker Craft, Sayaki Ika, uh, and Dewar Jones. What do you think? Jones, a big tackle. Oh, 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 one more. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Yeah. yeah. I will I will not I will not be mad if you take Hendon Hooker at 51. Not at all. I like Hendon. Not at all. I like Hendon Hooker and there's yeah. You like any of the guys I put on that list? Washington yes. Hooker, Ika, Kraft, or Jones. I, dude, I love Washington. They ain't gonna be there. Uh you're Craft, right. You're right. Craft but but I gotta throw it in there just in case. <laughs> I just gotta throw it in there just in case because he's gonna go. I think just before maybe not, you know, I think in the, in the seven to 10 picks in front of Miami, that's where he goes 41 to 50, you know, if not, he lands right there to Miami, but I, I don't think he goes that much higher than that. Actually. That's my just over, me. my over under for him is 40. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Any of the other guys you like on that list? There's there was one guy you mentioned for I, I'm going to be totally honest with you I'm not I'm not familiar with Ika uh, I have to do some research on him Hooker I definitely would be on board I mean, this is somebody who's got very very intriguing possibilities and he was he was another one who was very impressive and he was asked about the notion I asked one of his wide receivers Cedric Tillman about this idea of he's a product of the system not going to translate into the NFL it's a one read thing uh, and Hooker was asked the same question and basically his answer was kind of like. Hey, not my fault if my first read's always getting open. Um, and then proceeded to explain that, no, there's a lot more. It's not a simplistic offense where it's very, very simple. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, and he was impressive. He certainly checks all the marks. I see, I see a boatload of talent. Mm-hmm. I see a guy that fits this kind of uh, NFL. And you can never have enough quarterbacks. And think about this. That means you've added three quarterbacks through the draft. 
you're now in a pool of developing quarterbacks now. So now Hooker and 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 uh, Skyler can compete to be the number two and number three. Hooker has a lot of athletic ability. So once he does get fully healthy, then you can actually use him as a weapon off of Tua, you know, if you want. And God forbid something happens to Tua, you've got a really good investment in a kid that maybe has a future. And if not, down the line, you're trading either Skyler or Hendon, hopefully for higher picks. You know here, what I mean? So yeah, here's I, the only, the only issue I would have with that scenario is – and again, the Dolphins have seen the guy practice throughout the regular season. We didn't because we're not allowed to watch regular season practice. We saw training camp and his in-game performances. If you make that move, I think it's pretty safe to say that Hendon Hooker is not helping or playing a ton as a rookie, regardless of where he goes. So if you draft Hendon Hooker, that's what we said about Skyler. <laughs> well, and and how and how that work out? My point. If my point play- is. But he, he played. How well did he play? I mean, my point is, if you're going to draft Hendon Hooker, you better have a damn good conviction that Skyler can handle the number two role, and there not right. be a significant drop off when two are misses right. game. You're uh, right. Otherwise, you're basically saying bye to Skyler. You're right. But, there's, but the counter is okay. Do I say okay? Well, you know, I could get Gardner Minshew now, and he can help us keep the ship afloat, or or. Or uh, whoever, bro, you name whatever backup that you can get in here. You're not really going to get, you know, Garoppolo to come in here. Right. You're really going to get some kind of a second-level guy, Dalton or whatever. So do you say, okay, it's really important for me to get this? Or the fact that, okay, Tua has a little bit of an injury history here, and that is a concern. Here's a guy that would be a first-round talent if it wasn't for the knee injury, Maybe this is a kid we could develop down the line, and you just never know. Plus, it's an insurance policy that if does something does happen to it, and this kid starts to show something a year or two down the line, we've got another starting quarterback in Hendon Hooker that we can actually count on. And we kind of, or if not, we've developed a guy that we can now all of a sudden trade for, you know, a couple of picks. I, I just think that there, you know, you have to look at it that way. Is it that you're that close to winning it all that you've got to have that backup quarterback that can keep the ship afloat? Or do you take a chance and say, hey, you know what? Having another extra young arm there might be beneficial to us and it might bring us more picks down the line. I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of a, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. No, and here's the thing. Why? No, and I agree with your point. And I think there's a lot of merit. To, to grabbing hooker if he's available. Why I don't think it's going to happen is because if you look at the moves the Dolphins have made the past couple of years and the way their salary cap is, they certainly look like they're in go for it right now mode. Yes. When you trade right. for Harry Kill and Bradley Chubb. So Hendon Hooker is a move you made thinking three, four, five years down the, down the road. So that's why it would surprise me. I, I don't have an issue with them. In fact, I, there's part of me that really likes it. I, I'd be, I'd be kind of surprised if it happened. All right, there you go. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you, uh, I mean, I got to address it, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Josina Anderson, the Josina Anderson stuff. It's just to me, this all this stuff just pisses me off because the Dolphins don't have picks. 
They don't have cap space. They're not going to change their entire offense to accommodate Lamar Jackson. Mike McDaniel has his kind of offense. Lamar really doesn't fit this kind of offense. I can't see the coach changing everything. And to me, none of it makes sense. Plus, do you know how stupid and what kind of liars Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer would look like when they just keep telling you in every stinking press conference and every other media member, we love Tua, he's our guy, he's the guy here, we're looking forward to it. I mean, I got a soundbite from the one in the combine from the, from you guys and where he's talking about how excited he is about Tua and how he and McDaniel communicate, how they talk football, and I'm really excited for his future. And then all of a sudden you're just going to dump him and move on and get another quarterback? I just think they've told you over and over and over again that he's the guy. And if there's one thing that Chris Greer doesn't really do is lie. He may not give you shit in a press conference, but he doesn't give you a bold faced lie. And neither usually does Mike McDaniel. It's kind of they'll bullshit you a little bit, like they'll extend some stuff, but they won't really blatantly lie to you. You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of find this whole thing, any of the reports for Lamar just, fiscally football wise there's so many things of it that that don't make sense besides the fact that they've already told you over and over again that they're committed to Tua so just you go ahead and go off on what you think about these oh I know I have I have a couple of thoughts and then number one number one I actually agree with you that the idea of trading for Lamar Jackson in a lot of ways doesn't make sense that's number one number two them singing to his praise at every turn. If you think about it, why why it doesn't mean anything? Because if they are indeed exploring something other than two as their starting quarterback, and it doesn't pan out, what do you, do you want them to say right now? Yeah, no, yes, we are exploring. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna back him up at back him at every every occasion publicly, because if he happens to be their quarterback in twenty twenty three, which is probably. 97 98% certain um you want the guy to know you have his back which is which part of what they did last off season this notion that of like well since they said it the doors closed well in 2000 and I went back and checked on this is after the the 2020 season I went back and and, and checked out Chris Greer's uh end of the season press conference where he said two was our starter and didn't stop him from from chasing Deshaun Watson the whole year until the it trade. wasn't him chasing Deshaun Watson. It was it was the Dolphin organization. Stop saying it wasn't okay. him. It was the organization, it, it, the owner, and the and the coach. It doesn't matter. It was the Dolphin organization, regardless. After Chris Greer had said to was our starter, they were cock blocking their general manager. The general manager did matter. not want Tom Brady. The general manager did not want Deshaun Watson. It's the other people in the organization that he could not control. It he doesn't matter, control, but it doesn't matter. Control his doesn't coach control. trying to backstab him. They go, you're going to tell me that. You're going to tell me that, but Flo does not go over Chris Greer. Come on, man. And he again, went. all that's I'm saying is, they go. They go. Dude, I'm telling you, he was trying to go over Chris Greer. To with, go to the yeah, owner with Stephen Ross's approval, with. with Stephen Ross's approval, because Stephen Ross was involved in that chase. Right, exactly. I'm not arguing with yeah. you that the owners and 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 the head coach wanted something else. What I'm telling you is that Chris Greer, Marvin Allen, and Reggie McKenzie 
They were all on the Tua bandwagon, have been on the Tua bandwagon, but they got cock blocked. Because okay, and that's all great. Head, my my the point coach, is, the head coach they hired is a two timer, is a backstabber, and the idiot owners. They're goofballs. That's why they get caught in the middle of the night going to get Jim Harbaugh. That's the, just the way it is. Okay. You can't stop my, the owner. He owns the team. Can I talk for a second? My whole point was they can say what they want. It doesn't mean as an organization that it shuts the door. And uh, here's the other point. that Hold on. Hold not on. Chris Greer lying. Hold Go on. Ahead. He's not lying. He's saying what it is at the moment. Things change. Circumstances change. You also have an owner who is dying to make a mark as a, as a football guy after okay. having a ton of success in business, who is 82, 83 years old. And who's to say, again, I don't the, the logistics probably don't work, but who's to say he doesn't tell Chris Greer, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore, go get Aaron Rodgers. Right, okay, but I, that doesn't mean Chris Greer's lying to you. It's just I'm not Chris saying Greer's he's getting... lying to me. I'm okay. saying that just the fact that he says two was our starter doesn't mean slam dunk, it's over, no end of conversation. That's oh, okay. what I mean. I'm with you on that, but let's let's just let's just understand that Greer is not lying to people. It's just that he can't control the owner, and so the owners, you know, especially Beal. Oh no, hey, I'm buddies with Brady. We could get him. We could get him, and then all they do is get him in trouble, and that's that's why Bruce Beal isn't taking over now because he's the he's the slapdick that made them lose a first and a third rounder and I'm sure him and Ross probably had a falling out because of this and that's why his ass is out now and, and his, he's not going to take over and here's the other issue I don't know why it's people get so upset so offended unless you have a slam dunk headed to Hall of Fame guy why is it so offensive to 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 people that the Dolphins would be exploring every option. Don't you want to explore every option at every position to get better? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, but at this crazy. but at this point, at this point, the, the front office is not exploring any options at quarterback. They're exploring options at backup quarterback because their plan is to move forward with their, their quarter, current quarterback. What they want to do is build around him better. That's what they're trying to do by adding a defensive coordinator, by by probably adding another offensive lineman. You know, that's what they probably want to do is to build it better around him. They're it's committed. Not to building, it's not about building around him. It's about building the best possible team. Mm, and now right. if you're saying you now you're saying right. that Josina Anderson, who's a reporter, has been around a long time. Is yes. lying to you when she says she had sources. No, no, I, I think she has terrible sources. I think she has, and, and notice how she says NFL sources. She doesn't say dolphin sources because she ain't getting it from the dolphins. She's probably getting it from some agent. She's getting some bad ass information. The dolphins are not looking for any starting quarterback. I know for a fact they're looking for a backup quarterback. But I know for a fact they're not looking for no starter. They're not trying to replace Tua at all. They're not in position if they even wanted to. Even if they decided to do it, it would be so hard cap-wise to even acquire an Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Let me ask you this. Yes. Answer honestly. If they come to find out that Aaron Rodgers indeed tells the Packers, I'm not playing with you anymore, you actually think – that there's a 0% chance the Dolphins do not at least talk internally about see if they, seeing if they can make it work. Yes, I think it's that's 0% all, chance. That's all I'm saying. You think there's a, there's a 0% chance? 
You're crazy. Zero. You're crazy. Zero. If you, don't, if you don't think that they talk about it. I think the front office is – if do we have all the idiots out of the way, right? Is Flores out of the way and the owners are out of the way? Okay, if it's just the front office, they're dead set on Tua. The entire plan is Tua. Trust me. The entire plan is Tua. Okay? I put my life on it. The entire plan is Tua. I told everybody as the season ended because I got the information from the building. The entire plan is Tua. Okay? They have never deviated. The guys in the front office have never deviated from this. They want a backup quarterback, and they need to build a better team around them, whether it's defensive coordinator or add more positions. That's what's going to happen this offseason. That's what their plan is. They need to find out about everything, and and especially they're going to try to move forward with Tua this year and see if implementing everything that they do – Will he do the things he has to do as a, as a player in order to stay healthy? If all of that works out, then you'll see the extension, you know, in the future. For me, from what I've been told, okay, and I haven't been misled on all this stuff, they're going forward with Tua. That's what I'm told. Okay, here's the other point, too. Another, another thing that needs to be mentioned is Tua had an 80 – led the league in passer rating. Awesome. Great job, did a good job of maximizing what he had around him on offense. Passer rating of 80 after December. That needs to improve because you're not going to tell me they're going to go ahead, if, even if he stays healthy, if that doesn't improve, that they're, they're going to go full steam ahead for the long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that, dude. I get that needs to improve. I understand that, but he was also concussed in one half of those games in that Green Bay he game. Which obviously killed his, you know, his uh, his rating, but I mean, overall, he he played a hell of a game against Buffalo, and he had two great quarters against Green Bay. The rest of that month, yeah, it was ugly. I get it. I I totally understand that. But I've also seen him come back. I've also seen him win games. I've seen him win games. I've also watched the Dolphins play the best they've ever played against the Bills this season. With Tua and then Skyler at the end. So this team's as close as it's ever been to Buffalo. Plus, I think Buffalo's gonna have some issues this year keeping people. I think Buffalo takes a step back where Miami, I think, has a chance to take a step forward next year and even cut the gap there. So I, I just I think there's a lot of things headed in the right direction. They just need luck. Alan, that's the way I look at it. Last year was a, about a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad injuries at the worst time. And if they can figure some of that shit out and, and get some breaks, I think they'll be fine, bro. I, I don't I, – I, Well, they, you watched, they made the you playoff talk, last you year. You can talk about December all you want with the injuries and the shit that happened there to him. It was, no, it, it wasn't just the injury, sorry. But, it wasn't but just this, the is the best, this is the best quarterback you've covered since Marino. Those are the facts. And that's what cannot be denied. Right. That's what can't be denied. So you don't get rid of the quarterback you've had since Marino. Okay? Right? Uh, You have to see. Well, let's talk at the end of 2023. No, no. Last year was the best quarterback you've seen since Marino. Correct? Chad Pennington, 2008, was was pretty damn impressive. Again, big old. Forget. You you keep forgetting what he had around him. 
Dude, he was impressive. Yeah, Tua was a game manager last year with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They're the ones who did the bulk of the work. Stop it. That he that he took that he took the time to not turn over the ball. That's it. But he was never as aggressive and made the plays that Tua made. He okay? didn't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And hey, by the way, Tua was one of the worst at yaks. So it wasn't about yak. Go no, it's about guys getting open downfield 20 okay, yards downfield no. with nobody around them make, making for a lot of easy throws. Uh, Again, hey, I'm sorry. The ball's getting there, bro. I'm sorry. The ball, I'm not saying he ball. didn't do – Eric, I mean, Eric, uh, Big O, I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm saying let's not discount how easy – not always – I want to be careful how I say this. Let's not yeah, discount you better the impact. Be. Let's not discount the impact of those two absolute freak shows – Speed wise on the outside, when you have you have not only the the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, you probably have the second fastest wide receiver in the NFL. And defense, matter, bro. You, you, you still you still got you still got to play the game, bro. You still got to complete the passes. I understand that, but when they weren't covered and, down and, the stretch, quite, fr- and quite frankly, there. quite frankly, comparing Pennington to Tua last year is was pretty much an insult. Okay, it's different offenses, Big O. I'm talking about quality of the performance. I, I know. Big O, I know you're you're a massive to a cheerleader. Yes, I am. I tend to be I, I tend to like to be a bit more critical when it needs to be critical. We're gonna have to disagree. Um to me, I need I, I, critical. You won't even agree like wholeheartedly. This is the best quarterback since Marino. Do you know how you biased said, that sounds? Said, I like that that isn't that isn't even up for argument or discussion, Alan. Like, like you can't even bring up Pennington in the same sentence. That's that's so biased on your part. Like, how can you not say this is the best the quarterback season that he had? Miles? The season that he had. Yes. Kid played yeah. lights out. He's awesome. He played lights He's out with a ton of people. Yes. Yet, yeah, big O. Yes. You know what? I will give you that. But I let's not. It's not pre- pretend he's Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or anybody like I, that. I, 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 I never said that. All I said was you have you and you have during the, the year because you've been shitting on Justin Herbert left and covered. right. All I said was he's the best quarterback you've covered since Marino. That's all I've said. That's okay, it. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one, but it's a it's a damn low bar. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give you that one. Okay, so but it goes to the same fans out there that want to get rid of the best quarterback you've had since Marino. I love how people sound like Miami can replace him that easily. Like, yeah, no, we'll go get a guy that's better than him. Like, we haven't had one since Marino, but we're going to find one better than the one you have now. That's, you know, it's just like, you know. No, they go. Be fair with me here. I have never advocated moving on from him unless there's a better option. You're right. You're right. Okay, and that's all I've said. I my my only thing is I don't think he's quite the quarterback that a lot of you guys think he is. That's all. Okay, but no, I'm not for. I never advocated for just dumping him for the sake of dumping him and moving on. I just see the AFC and having to deal with Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, uh, Allen, and Lawrence for the next six or seven years. So the Dolphins better be damn good at quarterback. And if that happens to be too great, but I, I didn't like what I saw in December, and and of course we have the durability issues. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you got going on on alldolphins.com so they can check you out, my friend? Not talk about a segue. We went from like a little bit of okay. Um, oh, it's at the t- it's a, we're at the top of the hour, bro. Oh, okay. You know? So, uh, yeah, I'm continuing to update their dolphins free agency tracker with all the news 
latest development, the latest one being, um, you know, all the signs. I, I've said before, like, don't be surprised if the Dolphins simply run it back at, at pun intended, run it back at running back with the same guys. And uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, has come on and basically said that's his hope too. And uh, to me, there's no reason to move on for that. Again, as with Tua, no reason to move on for the sake of moving on. The Dolphins have a, had a good situation with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Um, also going to keep tabs on the players who come onto the market because, yes, we, we're going it's worthwhile exploring. Like Eric Kendricks, uh, linebacker from the Vikings, was released Monday morning, and the initial thought was, well, that'd be a good pickup for the Dolphins. Well, maybe not, and I kind of explained why. Uh, and we're going to do a couple of things draft-related this afternoon. I want Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I do too. Dolphins aren't going to be the only ones who are going to go up and be after. They're going to get Wagner and they're going to get Poyer. Works for me. Sold. Okay. That's how they're going to work it. They're going to get Wagner and Poyer. Sold. Okay. And then there'll be linemen in that second and third round that they'll go after, maybe a corner. Kind of what they'll do. And a tight end. Or tight end. That'll be like kind of those those guys that they'll go for. A great year for tight ends in the draft. It's one of the best years. I'm, I'm, I'm looking Poyer and Wagner coming to Miami so, to help uh, help the Dolphins win a Super Bowl title. Works for me. There you go. Okay. Follow them on Twitter at Poopart NFL. And, of course, uh, you've got to bookmark alldolphins.com and make sure you tell him that Tua is the best quarterback since Marino. Okay, make sure you tell I, him I gave, that all. I gave you that. I gave you that one, Bigo. I gave you that one. Don't need to. Yeah, after after we had to struggle with you on the mat there for a while, had to pin you down a little bit there finally, and the count was in, and you finally but gave it up. In terms of seasons, I, I, Pennington's two thousand eight was pretty damn impressive too. Oh, it was awesome. He was because awesome. he wasn't. He but he, what you're right. He wasn't asked to do a ton. It was basically right. you know. He took care of the ball is what he did. He was masterful and not turning over the ball until the Ravens game, of course, in the playoffs. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were completely overwhelmed. And, and yeah, they went, then they got mollywopped. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, they like they used to get, like they used to get mollywopped by the Ravens. But now that we have Tua, two and O oh, the last two years, baby, two and O. Oh. Ha. See you later, Alan. That is Alan Pupar with our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. And please call Eric. Listen, if you're looking for major home remodeling and construction, you call my guy, Eric, 305-433-4843, Dade or Broward County, not in Palm Beach, all right? Uh, I'm sorry because I've misled a few and I've said, and you've called from Palm Beach and He's like, hey, old, make sure you tell him no Palm Beach. I got too much business. We got to go date in Broward. So he does date in Broward County. If you're looking for, you know, you need to upgrade your roof to get that new hurricane policy. He can do that for you. Expand the home, modernize the kitchen, backyards. People are doing their backyards now. They're building all kinds of stuff in their backyards. Guest house, uh, uh, uh uh, what is it like huts with uh, kitchens and barbecues all kinds of stuff you guys are building so call EJD construction fully insured too so everybody that steps on your property is insured so if they get injured you will not get sued please can I tell you this about Cutter's Edge I tell you this about EJD construction 
if, if even if you don't hire them and you got to hire somebody else, please, please, please. I don't care where you're at in the country. Okay. Do not hire anybody that is not fully insured because the workers, they know the laws better than you do. And they know if they get injured on your property, they can sue you. Okay. So please do not hire and make sure they prove it to you that they're fully insured before they step on your property. Okay. So EJD construction, fully insured workers comp, uh, liability, you name it. They, they are fully insured. 305-433-4843. This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Ah, yes, we are back, we're back, we're back, and there he is, locked and loaded, and right, all right, all right, what, what, what are you looking at, my shirt, uh, Greta, uh, last night, last fun night, fact about, fun fact about Aldo Nova, by the way, born and raised, born in Montreal, no, where he was raised, was born in Montreal, my hometown, ah, okay, he's Canadian, eh? All right. Is is he one of those guys? Did he make it into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm less than no clue. Okay. All right. I'm not familiar with the Canadian who's in there. I would assume Russia's in there. Sarah McLaughlin, Alanis Morissette, I would hope's in there. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Celine Dion. April Wine. April Wine, also from Montreal. Um, is, chili is, is, I can't is, imagine. Would is, be in the is April thing. Wine in there? They gotta be, right? I would, I would imagine. Yeah, I love April Wine. Uh, uh, what Neil Young, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a couple Canadians, eh? They, they actually can play some music. Not They're at, actually more famous for for comedians. Whole Tri- bunch of comedians. Triumph. There you go. Uh, Lay it on the line. Great song. Love that song. No, love that. I love that band. Period, bro. God, uh, have you ever heard um, "Young Enough to Cry" from Triumph? It's my favorite song. It's sung by the drummer. Okay, okay. the drummer was kind of the lead of the band. Actually, I don't know if you know that he was kind of the boss. In fact, him and Rick Emmett have had a falling out and all that kind of stuff and financial and all that. You'll never see them get back together again, which is a real shame because. You know, and by the way, what is it with Canadians and three-man bands? They're like pretty good at that. They they come up with the three-man band all the time. It's pretty impressive. Well, who else outside of Rush? I mean, Rush's no Triumph was also a three-man band. Well, Triumph, I mean, thing outside of Triumph and Rush. I mean, Rush is like. Um, wait a minute. Is um, uh, what's it called? These um, Super, uh, whatever, uh, oh, damn it. What's, uh, what's this band that's a three man band? I th- are they Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nickelback's uh, Canadian, but I don't think they're the three man band. Um, Muse. Is Muse, is it, is Muse, oh, Muse Canadian? Is British. Oh, they're British. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were Canadian. So, no, that's not, I think that's there's another three man Canadian band that I'm forgetting. And it, it, it might be, it might not be as big as. Well, nobody's as big as Rush. That's that's as big as it gets. But um, you know, or Triumph. But it, there's another one that I think I'm missing. Don't know why. You're not comparing Triumph to Rush, are you? No, but okay. Triumph is great. 
But oh, no, no. I don't know their material. Like I said, Rush yeah. is as big as it gets. Yeah, Rush, Rush is. Rush is up there with the greatest of all the greats. That's not that's not up for arguments or anything like that. But Triumph is freaking awesome, dude. Okay? Oh, Rock and Roll Machine. They they have so many great songs that are it, it, it's really a, a an excellent band. But there's I know there's another three. Well, they're saying Hanson. That's, you know, that's pretty good. from like Missouri or Kansas or something. Oh, really? They're not Canadian? No. I don't know. I don't don't believe so. That would have been funny. Somebody's throwing out the guess who. They're Canadian. Are they a three-man band? I don't believe so. Burton Cummings. No, uh, there were several people in that band. Four or five five people. Randy Bachman was in that band. I think there were like four or five people. Avril, uh, Avril Levine is also a Canadian, eh? Could you stop with the A already? Jesus. Why, why, it's, you're supposed to do it automatically when you say Canadian A. Except, except it's, it's, there's a go. law that goes with it, right? Isn't it? It's like saying somebody's from Cuba, coño. I mean, it's like, or somebody's from, from the U.S., y'all. I mean, it's. Well, no, that's a certain part of the U.S. Well, the, the Cuban is a part, part of, with the Cuban the part of the coño, you were you were right on target. You were good with the Cuban one, but the the, the y'all doesn't really go because it's only a certain part of of the country that says y'all. You know, and the A is only a certain part of Canada. That's the point. Oh, it is about. really. What what part yes, is it? Yes. I believe it's like from Ontario. I don't think you you hear BC people saying A. Okay. Oh, Lover Boy, are they? They're Canadian. From Vancouver, yes. Yeah, there you go. They weren't definitely not a three-man band, but they are excellent. Do yep. like I do like a little Lover Boy. I got no problem with that. I, I mean, I don't know why I think we're missing one that was a. Oh, Tiny Tim was he Canadian also? Were you tiptoeing through the tulips? Was I, I didn't know that. So I don't believe so, but I, I I'll look up Tiny to... Tim. There is he Canadian? Tiny Tim. That's funny if he's Canadian. That would be funny right there. Somebody is mentioning the the Yoko Ono plastic band. Were were they Canadian? Really? Really? Oh, he was born in Manhattan, New York. (laughs) Tiny Tim from Manhattan, New York. (laughs) And spoiler alert, Boston was not from Canada either. The band Boston? No, 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 no. I think they actually are from that area, aren't they? Aren't they from the from the Massachusetts area? From Boston, hence yeah. the name of the band. Yeah, exactly. And and he went to MIT and everything, Tom Schultz. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That dude made his own guitar and 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 he built his own studio and they recorded all of the albums at his house. Every one of the albums were recorded at his studio in his house. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Pretty smart dude. There's no doubt. Yeah. They're throwing Nickelback on you guys. Do you, they're, do you... from Cal- they're from Calgary, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, apologies there. I'm sorry that you have to. Talk about polarizing band. Holy moly. I know. I know. I, and by the way, I'm guilty. I kind of like Nickelback. So. They, got so, some, they got a couple of good songs, and they have also have a very generic sound. I know they have a generic sound, but they do have a couple of good songs. They actually do make a couple songs that I do like, I got to say. I can't. Uh, by the way, are you uh, on the bandwagon of calling uh, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel a liar? Because it's like, uh, here we go. Here's Scott Zolak, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. And then the other uh, former uh, backup Green Bay, uh, I mean, uh, Patriot uh, quarterback. I forgot the guy's name. Zolak. No, no. Oh, the, no, no, no. Um, the other one. There's another one. 
I forgot. But they're all throwing out that Brady to Miami. Brady already told you he's not coming. And see, here's my problem with all of this. Greer and McDaniel really haven't been liars to, to the media or to the fan base. It's you can't control some of the people around you, you know, like in the past, whether it's the owner or the head coach or whatever. Um, it, it's basically you're, you're calling those guys like flat-out liars when they've been telling you from the first moment of the offseason that they're committed to Tua, and yet it doesn't stop. I don't get it. I really don't understand it, Alan. No, but here's the thing, though. If you look, look at the story with the, the Zolak comment, it's basically just saying what, what Rich Eisen said. Uh, there's nothing – doesn't sound like there's anything new from his, from his end where he got any sort of inside info. Look, something happens at Tua in August or September. Yeah, sure, sure Sal can see the Dolphins picking up the phone and say, hey, Tom, you're interested. But in the, in the meantime, no. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm not I'm – not, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I, I don't think they're exploring anything right now. I think what they're exploring is in trying to improve this team. And uh, your thoughts on on uh, the Chubb thing? Is that just step one of many to uh, start to clear up space? Correct. It seemed like a no brainer. Yeah. The only issue there is you're you're kind of creating cap issues. You're moving cap. You're pushing cap issues down the road. Uh, but right now they're in a situation where they they made a big push. Last year, this year, maybe for even next year, but to have like a guy, guys of key core guys to make a big run. Right. Well, from that standpoint, so now they got to deal with okay, now we got to create this cap space to be able to put together a team because it's not just it's not just getting under the cap. They have to create space to where they will have room under the cap because they got to resign. Right now, they have a I believe I saw this morning forty three players on the contract. Yes. Forty three. That's. I'm no math no math genius. That means you but need ten like, to get to fifty three. Yeah, that, that's less than nine than ninety. I mean, that's less than half the ninety. Um, and you don't have a single running back under contract, so that's going to have to be addressed. So they need to create space, not just get down to the cap. And you look at certain of the contracts that scream that's an easy restructure to push stuff down the road. Tyreek Hill's one, Bradley Chubb is another one. Right. Yeah, and I would imagine Teron Armstead's going to be another one that they're that they may explore. And uh, and try to open up some space. How big of a, of a player do you think they'll be in free agency? One, two, or three free agents? And I'm talking about players that are not on this team, not guys that are free agents on your own team. Well, yeah, I mean, unless they bring back everybody again, they're at 43 players, so they're going to be signing players. If the question is how many splash free agent signings yes. they make, yes, th- that that would be pretty low, I think. I think three might be like – I don't want to say Teron Armstead because Teron Armstead's a whale uh, to that level. Um, like will will they get a whale? Will they get a Jordan Poyer? Will they get uh, – um, uh, Not a whale I, level. I mean, Teron Armstead was like, what, eight, $17 million a year or something like that? I don't think they're getting a player like that. Um, I'm not seeing that. I think they may get maybe room for one – 10 million a year plus guy, but I could see maybe more so five or six more reasonably priced guys. And mm-hmm. Jordan Poirier's thing is going to come down to what the market is for him. He's a hell of a player, but he's 32. And um, safeties don't get paid that much money. Don't get paid. And, and okay. by all accounts, it's a great year for safeties in the draft. Um, 
It's the same thing with tight ends. I mean, it's it's everybody talks about how nuts the tight end class is in this draft. Nuts as in great. Right. It's weak. It's weak in free agency. Yeah. Well, it's got you. If you can make Gesicki, Dalton Schultz, not a bad player. Um, those are the two who jump off the top of my head. Ingram got tagged, so he's he's off the market. Yeah. But no, I, I can't see them making a. I don't expect like the whale and maybe one like. Se- Put it semi whale. How's that for a term? Okay. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, I. I would consider Jordan Poyer a semi whale. Right. That, that Poyer, would, that... Poyer. Bobby Wagner's a semi whale. If they trade for Jalen Ramsey, that would be a whale. The problem with Jalen Ramsey now, the late, the latest that I saw with him is part of the issue is he wants a new contract. Yeah, they're he's not trading of, for Jalen Ramsey. Kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. If we're going to be honest, yes. I mean, he's a little bit of a prima donna. Uh, hell of a player, but I don't know. Like, if I rank him Wagner, Poyer, or Ramsey, I have Ramsey three. Yeah, I, I have no interest. I actually have zero interest in Ramsey because it's a big salary and you have to give up compensation. Uh, I'm going to go get guys that I don't have to give up compensation because the, the, the few picks you have, you, you need to use those picks. You, you need to... You, you need to find something there. You can't just be trading away your picks also and cap space at the same time. So for me, I'd rather I, – I, I really like Poyer and Wagner as my free agent, you know, dips. Because I, I think this guy needs – in order for his defense to work, he's going to need another elite cover safety, and he definitely needs a linebacker in the middle that can, you know – he needs an eraser in the middle. And Hell, if he, land, if he lands those two, I think I'd be, I'd be fine with nothing but like minimum salary, free right. agent, or close to it. To and, to and bring back most of the, your guys, yeah. Correct. Right. Yes. None of them, none of them are going to break the bank. the bank because that's why there was never any thought the Dolphins would franchise tag any of their pending UFAs. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of them deserve to be, Correct. you know, um, um, what's it called, uh, tagged. Well, um, we had Robert Jones on earlier on the show, and uh, he was terrific. Um, how do you think they're going to handle the offensive line? Do you think they'll go and find a free agent for the guard spot? Left guard, that is, because obviously the right guard is solved with Hunt. Or do you think they're going to allow Eichenberg and others like like Robert Jones to battle out for that spot? I don't think it's a high priority. I really don't. Uh, and I know I keep hearing right tackle. This is a spot. It wouldn't, and again, with same with running back, I wouldn't be shocked if they obviously Jackson's under contract, he's going to come back. Wouldn't be shocked if they brought back Brandon Shell. Um, Brandon Shell goes on the market. Is he a slam dunk guy to, to, to be signed by a team as a starter? I don't think so. He may look at the Dolphin situation and look at what they have and say, I'm going to come back there. I'm beating out Austin Jackson. So, and then for the Dolphins, you got the security blanket with Shell, and you can give an, uh, Jackson another look because the Dolphin coaches were talking about how promising he looked. And we, the truth is we don't know because we didn't see him practice, and he barely played because he got hurt pretty quickly, you know, both early in the season and when he come back. So I, I, I kind of be, be surprised if um, – there was a big splash signing. I know Mike McGlinchey said yesterday uh, in a radio interview in San Francisco that based on the scuttlebutt you heard at the combine, he's expecting to sign pretty quickly. John Lynch said last week, don't see a way we can keep him. And, of course, you do the connection. 
to Mike McDaniel and is it somebody who logically is going to come to Miami? But as I indicated in a story I wrote today, updating our free agent tracker, which will be updated again, uh, not too long after I wrap up with you here. Um, there's also there's a plenty of 49er hooks around the NFL, including Rand Carthon, who's now the GM in Tennessee, and Tennessee's O-line badly needs help. And then there's a hookup connection in Houston with D'Amico Ryans as a new head coach. And that O-line's a complete mess, except for our good friend Lar- Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Okay. Um, when uh, you look at um, uh, the quarterback situation, we've talked about this many times. Where are you at now that we're getting close to free agency? Um, we all know, those of us with common sense, two is the guy. They're not looking for a number one guy. But they are going to look for... McDaniel said that 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 um, that um, Skyler's not going to go uh, uh, unchallenged. Where will that where will that challenge come from? Will it come from the draft, or will it come from free agency? What's your gut tell you there? It makes zero sense if the idea again, unless they do what we talked about Monday, which is take the big shot with Hendon Hooker if he slides. Right. It makes zero sense to draft another young developmental quarterback to challenge what you have, which is a young developmental quarterback. So the, to me, it's a no-brainer. You go for a veteran who is a good fit in terms of durability, in terms of mindset, where this is not somebody who's going to come in and hoping he's going to start somebody who's comfortable with being a backup. Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. Uh, we can throw out Gardner, Gardner Minshew, but uh, – Folks in Philly, I know, aren't necessarily that high on him. Uh, I heard Marcus Mariota thrown out. No, no, thank you. Uh, Yeah, no, thank you. Outside of that, I heard somebody, Jameis Winston, mention that no, thank you either because you need the offense is based on quick decision, getting rid of the ball quickly, and I don't really think that's Jameis Winston's forte, number one. And number two, I kind of have the feeling that he may be looking for someplace where he has at least a shot to start. Um Without looking at the list again, I think those are the two guys. For some, I, I keep going back to those two guys. Who, to me, um, wouldn't even throw out the pot. Wouldn't even rule out the possibility of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, uh, Jabroni. He's another one who maybe maybe doesn't process quickly, but he's a good guy. He's a good locker. He's a well, good locker is. guy, yeah. and he'll be he'll be okay, understanding his role. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know if he really fits there. Uh, by the way, we were just—I was just reminded. Saga is a Canadian band. Uh, on the loose. Yeah, that's right. Tonight we're on the yeah, loose. That's a, great, that's a great song. That's a great song. Uh, and actually, that album is pretty good. Uh, the band is also from Canada. I did not know that. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, somebody is asking question for you. What was the first CD you bought with your own money? My, if I had to guess, because it's been a long time, this was something I had as a as a record, and as a. <laughs> Sean's a making fun of you. He says that would be a tape or an eight track. Well, no, no. The first thing I bought was 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 a forty five. Actually, yeah, me too. Uh, first CD, probably Super Tram, Crime of the Century. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, they are Canadian too, right? They're British. Oh, they're British. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hodgins is British. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He is British. I did see them once, but just just him. I didn't get to see the the, the Super Tramp band. 
You saw him at Hard Rock Stadium, and he played like I don't know five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him at Jerry Park in 1979 when Ooh. the Expos used to play. Wow, it was a great and concert. That, and was that what, that was Breakfast in America? Yeah. Breakfast in America, yep. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, a lot of people don't don't figure that the album cover is an airplane window looking out into New York City. A great, a great cover. Right. A lot of you, like, you, you, what is this? And then you're, like, looking. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be a statue. Okay, but what is it? And then it's, you know, you, you don't realize you're actually looking out an airplane window at New York City, but in there, in the way that they, uh, they formed it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. All right, what do you got going on uh, on Sports Illustrated so folks can check you out, my friend? Well, as I mentioned, I got the uh, free agency tracker that mm-hmm. I keep updating. Um I did, whatchamacallit, I was at the Mike Pouncey press conference today for his official contract signing and, the, and retirement uh, and all sorts of other good, good – I uh, can't speak anymore. Take two other goodies on the site. There you go. He's, uh, he's printing articles like uh, the U.S. prints money. So there's a lot of articles coming out. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you immensely. You got it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. And EJD Construction, you call my guy Eric. And listen, whatever it is you've got in your little mind that you want to create for your home, custom home construction, major home remodeling, EJD Construction can handle it. 305-433-4843. Fully insured. Liability. And and, uh, what's it called? The workers' comp. So... You're not going to get sued. And whatever project you want to do, they got it. It's not a handyman thing. We're talking about, like, you need to redo your roof. You need to upgrade your roof to make sure that you uh, pass uh, the inspection for your new policy for, for hurricane insurance. Because if you don't have your roof upgraded nowadays and your roof is older than 20 years, you're not going to get that new policy. And in South Florida, you need hurricane insurance. Okay? So call them. EJD Construction, you want to build a second floor, you want to build a new room, whatever it is that your your mind is thinking that you need, okay? We have a listener that had to remediate their entire home because it, it, it got on fire, so they have to gut it all out and restart, and they can do that too. So you name it, whatever it is that you need, you got to modernize that kitchen, EJD Construction, 305-433-4843.